0: Nation we are so excited you are here listening to another awesome podcast with me Lauren Hall and my awesome co-seat counterpart and hypnotist Troy Blankenship we are back at it again bringing you stuff oh,
1: What?
0: I want a script Troy
1: <laughs> what do you what are you gonna get a script for so, I think that was perfect. All you, all you had to say there at the end was, We're bringing you more cool hypnosis stuff.
0: More cool hypnosis stuff. Yeah. Because I'm not connected to what I'm doing, what I'm saying, why I'm, what I'm sharing. I used to have it written on the board. It was something like um, The purpose of the podcast is to tell people that they can uh, direct transformational change. Okay. All right. Now I'm connected to it.
1: I mean, it just depends on how you want to approach it. I, I always thought, you know, we should probably do it a different, or try to do it a different uh, different intro for, I mean, a you know, slightly different intro every, every show that we do, just to add some variety and spice in there, you know?
0: No, I agree. It definitely, I don't want it to be scripted, meaning like, I'm saying these 20 words. I don't know. I
1: I think, yeah, I think, I think anytime if you feel, I mean, I don't feel like you're stuck until you just stop talking. But I mean, if you feel like you're running out of things to say or getting stuck on something, I would just bring it back to the fun, edgy, you know, component that we want to interject here in, in each of these shows, you know, just kind of make it fun. Like I said, you know, we're here talking about more cool hypnosis stuff.
0: More cool hypnosis stuff.
1: I mean, that's, that's, I think that's uh, using things like that. Hey, this is just the, this is just our lives, man. Just, you know, putting it in that kind of to- context is going to really pe- make, people. make I mean, I don't want, I, I think we talked about this too. We don't want people to come in here and think that, that you know, listening to 20 minutes of our podcast, they're going to walk away with their brain being hurt because they have to think about all the scientific stuff. I think it's important to bring in studies every now and again. But I mean, we should just make this I think we should make this very natural and just a a free flowing conversation. Like, you know, we don't want people to go go away with like needing to you know feel like they need to know brain anatomy and things like that. You know, we should talk more about the change and how and how that all works, which is why I'd like this topic. But Mm -hmm. uh, does that make sense? Like, I mean, to bring it back to just that cool kind of flowing conversation, you know, we, we don't want this to be too heady. We want to make sure that people can relate to this information. So that's why I said, Hey, just talking about more cool hypnosis stuff with, with our awesome team nation audience.
0: Okay.
1: Something like that. Okay.
0: All right. Hey, team nation. Thank you so much again for listening. We are so excited to talk about all the cool hypnosis stuff that you find interesting We certainly find it interesting, which is why we love talking about it. I'm Lauren, and I've got my awesome co-seat driver, Troy, two passionate hypnotists wanting you to understand that you are in control of your life. Troy, thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, Lauren. It's hard to believe. What number are we on now? Is it 22,
0: 23? Twenties. We're in the twenties. Yeah, we're in the
1: twenties somewhere. Okay.
0: I know, good for us. We, you know, we've conquered the learning curve of technology. We are connecting to people who really have um, a curiosity, even skeptics. Uh, we certainly have people who've had hypnosis change their lives. And just like us, they are now um, enthusiasts, uh-huh. right? Maybe regulars that'll come back again and again, other practitioners and people that um, have worked with us or have worked, well, we haven't had anybody yet who's worked with another hypnotist. That wasn't us. I mean, some of our past clients have worked with other hypnotists. I know you've worked with a ton of hypnotists, just like I have, um, because every hypnotist is going to have, you know, maybe a different specialty, certainly a different style and approach, but across the board, the, the expectation will be the same um, in that your, your brain is now improved.
1: Yeah, and I think we talked about this too recently. I, I can't remember what podcast it was. Uh, maybe it was the last one or the one before that. But I mean, you know, people come in, at least in my practice, and they just want to see change, right? They don't really care how things are going to go. They don't care about how, you know, what the process is or the protocols are. They just want to have this thing fixed, right? They want to make sure that they're walking back into their lives feeling empowered, feeling like they're just themselves again and they can go about their life and live their life on their own terms you know in control feeling peace feeling happiness feeling confident whatever it might be mm-hmm. and so uh you know of course people want to know the the 30,000 foot view of things right like how 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 is this going to you know what am i going to need to do how is how am i going to be feeling what is this experience all about but in terms of getting down to the details i think the details are just you know having someone see success having someone see the result um
0: well said. And, that,
1: and that's one reason why we do this podcast, right? Because we, we don't want to have these conversations with our clients because I get this all the time. Someone comes to me and they say, hey, I've tried this, that and the other. And right now you're my last option because I've exhausted everything else. In my opinion, hypnosis, in your opinion too, Lauren, that's why we do this. Uh, hypnosis should be a viable option from the onset, just like anything else.
0: That's what we're doing here. This is the the mission of the podcast is to bring, you know the real results, um, the real science as much as people want because I agree sometimes people's brains are already so overloaded with information. You know, they've researched everything to the T and probably haven't gotten what they needed or else they wouldn't still be searching. So by the time they come to us which is is usually the last stop. um, I mean, certainly the last stop because hypnosis is truly effective in that way but I'm meaning that it's not often the first stop. We're changing that because we're bringing the applicable information. You don't have to understand how the mind works in order to interact with the mind in a working change. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's a lot of fun. What we, what we do. I really love this industry. I love learning more and more about it. It feels like Troy, the more that I learn and put into practice, the more difficult it gets to explain how hypnosis is a technique because it's individualized. You know, it, it'd be like saying what, there's 9 billion people on the planet. There's 9 billion types of hypnosis.
1: Well, I think it's true that, you know, we're all, you know, however many hypnotists there are in the world. I mean, everyone's going to have their own flavor to it. They're all going to have their different approach. They're all going to have their processes and their protocols uh, again, uh, for me, it's, I mean, I, I don't really care if you know what what the process is. I mean, I try to put myself in my clients' positions. You know, more often than not, I really don't care what it is. If I'm coming in for a hypnosis session, I want to make sure that I'm feeling better and I know exactly what to do at the end of that session. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's the first session. Doesn't matter if it's the tenth session. I just want to know what I need to do because for me, I don't want to rely on somebody else. I don't want to rely on something else. I want to make sure there's one person in the world that I need to rely on, and that's me. Mm -hmm. So in in my practice, right, my responsibility is to make sure that people know exactly what they need to do and when to do it from the moment that the session ends. They're walking back into their life with this feeling of empowerment. They're walking back into this, you know, into their life knowing exactly what to do. Because the last thing I want is someone to come in and feel really great in a session, Yeah. Everything's going great. And then they walk back into their life and everything falls apart. That's not true empowerment. That's not, that's not giving the individual the opportunity to realize just how powerful they are as a person.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and I love um, that you just said, you know, that because we each have a unique superpower in our subconscious brain. And so, yeah, I know Troy, you personally do a great job. You inspire me at the, the job that you do to help person understand that they have this capacity. We aren't doing anything to you. Um, we are are really just teaching you the simple techniques. And there's so many, there's almost endless techniques that you could use. Use these simple techniques to make your own self-directed change. Because Troy, we've talked about this off camera, right? People come in, they find us, right? They're exhausted and they just sort of sit down and they say, okay, fix me. You know, I'm willing to do it. I believe enough that it works. Just, I'm going to close my eyes and then you do what you need to do to hypnotize and fix me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just had a conversation with someone like that the other day. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's one of these things. And I think, I think our society and I think, I think our culture really plays a part into this, right? Because Hollywood makes it really fun and really mysterious. And it's this thing, uh, what, what is this hypnosis thing? And Again, you know, they have to make their movies. They have to make it dramatic, and so it's like one of these things where people just, you know, close their eyes, you know, and just kind of forget about everything, and all of a sudden their eyes pop open, and things are fixed. Uh, And I think there's another element too, where you know, when people think of hypnosis, again, there's a stigma attached to it, and they think of the entertaining stage show. And of course, what do you see on a stage show? You see a bunch of people up there. And they feel like, you know, I mean, they, they look to all the audience members like they have no control. They have no idea what's going on. They're doing all these silly things and it's making people in the audience laugh. And just I think that's what people think hypnosis is, right? It's either this thing where people close their eyes and they don't really know what's going on. Then all of a sudden they open their eyes and things are different or they're doing something that's out of their control. I always say that, you know, you're here talking to me. You want to get this process done. You want to figure out a solution because there's elements and parts of your life that at this point are out of control and hypnosis allows you to get back in control because you're allowing yourself to get to, to put yourself back in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. right? You're here because you have anxiety or stress or fear or whatever it might be, right? Cause that's, that's my market. Uh, and, and, and it's that thing, right? It's these feelings that are taking over. It's cause and effect, right? You have an external situational trigger or you have a change in your emotional state. Something happens and then you feel like that. And that way is how you don't want to feel, whether it's anxious or stressed or fear, or maybe you have a panic attack or whatever it is. So I tell people it's the opposite of what you really feel like it is. You know, you You're here talking to me because your life is out of control and I'm going to allow you, we're going to teach you how to do this better, right? Because that's my responsibility to teach and to instruct. Okay. So when you walk back into your life, you know exactly what to do and how to do it. And, and people too also have to understand that having anxiety, and I've never, I've, I will say this, I don't know if I've, I've mentioned, I mention this all the time in my consultations. I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast, but I will, I will ask people, hey, has anyone told you that having anxiety is a skill? Mm-hmm. And I've never had somebody come back and say, oh, yes, by the way, someone has told me that having anxiety is a skill. <laughs> now, honestly, I, and I get it, right? Because it's not, a, it's, it's a skill that you'd rather not have. And I understand that. Who wants to live another moment? with that kind of, you know, anxiety and fear and panic in their life. So I understand that. But if you look at it on paper, right, the fact that you're able to feel this way and you've been doing it for 10 years, you do it every single day, your emotional state changes within a fraction of a second on paper. That's a skill. And I say it like I I say it for this reason. I want people to understand that this is a skill that your brain has learned. And we're using your same brain. We're using the same energy, but we're creating a different result a more beneficial and more constructive and just a better outcome for you. So it's our responsibility, it's our job to, you know, in this collaborative approach to allow you to walk down this new path and show your brain something different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this neural scaffolding, like the scaffolding that you see on the front of a building. Yeah. You feel this way through cause and effect and you have this scaffolding, you have this structure, you have this pattern, you have this program, you have this habit already in place. When you come and work with me or when somebody comes to work with you, Lauren, Mm -hmm. we help you deconstruct or tear down that neural scaffolding. Blow
0: it out of the, the, uh, exactly,
1: exactly. We need to create more neural flexibility Mm -hmm. and then we put up a new habit. We put up a new scaffolding and this is how you change habits.
0: Yeah, right. There's so many ways um, that you could deconstruct. I think that's the perfect word. And I'm saying, you know, blow it up. Essentially, the end goal is that it's removed. Everyone will have a different relationship or a different um, feeling state of beliefs as to how possible, how immediate, um, how they're getting the evidence that it's gone. And I love what you say about it being a habit, because this is what we're talking about teaching better habits. And when you think about hypnosis as being a skill set that you would then use after working with a hypnotist, outside in the real world. People might think, oh no, now I've got to do this extra thing. You know, my mind is already so exhausted and fatigued or confused. I don't wanna do more. We're talking about the subconscious. It's gonna do these techniques uh, for coping mechanisms, you know, for confidence building, because it's already doing techniques. You just haven't checked in to where those techniques came from or are these techniques effective in maybe a really long time. So you're already using hypnosis. We just want to update that hypnosis program. And it's, it's really going to feel like a mental reboot. You know, you could think about being reinvigorated, recharged. You are going to feel back in control of all of those little feelings and thought patterns that you didn't realize uh, were running off on rampant.
1: Yeah. And one more thing, too, I would like to say on, on this point, uh, especially when it comes to hypnosis and in, in the, uh, you know, in Hollywood and the media and things like this, you know, if, if somebody because, I mean, in my practice and yours, too, I mean, we, we talk about empowerment, right? We talk about empowering the individual so they only have to rely on themselves. I think that's the best course of action moving forward for anybody because it puts them in control, puts them in the, in the power seat moving forward in their life. But if you were to come in, Right? And, and do it the Hollywood way. If you were to come into my practice or Lauren's practice and you close your eyes and you just expect something to happen, my question to that is, what are you really learning? What are you really teaching your brain? How are you really breaking a habit? So this has to be a collaborative approach. I always say it's like this delicate dance between myself and the client, right? So we do this, this awesome, amazing, true change work. And that's not because you're sitting there with your eyes closed, falling asleep. It's not because you're waiting for something to happen to you. You are an active part of this process. You are an active part of this change. And that's what makes it so empowering. Because when my client goes back out into the real world, they know exactly what to do. And that's a big difference. That is a big difference because there are millions of people going to sleep tonight that don't know that. They don't know the power of themselves. And when someone realizes this and it gets a couple of experiences behind them where they can show their brain this change and feel the change and experience the change. That's when somebody realizes that they can do pretty much anything that they want. If they can change their emotional state, it puts them back in the seat of power. And that's a really great feeling because there are going to be people going to sleep tonight that have no idea how that's possible.
0: I love it. Yeah. It's a great feeling. This is where I think the, um, the divergence is the feelings versus the thinking, you know, the, the thinking is such a, a small piece of what you are body can experience. So we're talking about conversational hypnosis. You know, people are expecting maybe hypnosis is just a trance state where you fall asleep and then we fix you with uh, the magic of words or something. I like what you said about it being delicate, Troy, because when people feel like they're at the end of the ropes, especially the market you serve, you know, if somebody's got anxiety and they've had it for 30 years, they might feel like I don't want to come in and learn more about what I should be doing manage my anxiety because they've tried that. They want to come in and experience how it feels to have anxiety shift. And now that they've got that shifted relief state, then they're open and receptive to learning because who's going to, you know, they're going to want that state every day, right? Who's going to not want to be in control of feeling a great way, especially as compared to this horrible way that they had been feeling. So when, People talk with you, and you, do you ever explain to them that hypnosis is not, uh, you know, you come and sit in my comfy chair? I mean, people work with you virtually, so they could be in bed. Um, are you telling them it's not a trance state, that it's a conversational, interactive state? And, and do any people think, well, this is just like life coaching, or how is this different than, um, you know, con- conversational talk therapy?
1: The great thing about, about learning hypnosis and about putting yourself in that empowering position is that you can take these same techniques and you can take these same skills and tools and you can apply them universally across the board to any unwanted negative emotional state. So somebody might want to come to work with, with me, you know, for example, with generalized anxiety, but it doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, what they learn to help them with, you know, managing and overcoming their generalized anxiety is only for that. They can take these same techniques and they can use it for any unwanted negative emotional state moving forward, right? So you have to, I think there's a big, there's, there's a big part of this for someone to understand that they can move into their life and understand that they can take this and, and, and open this up to the broader, you know, expanse of whatever life throws their way. And as long as they can control the response to whatever happens to them, they can remain in control. You see, what I see is you know, people wind up, getting ang- you know, they get angry over something, for example, and that anger might lead to anxiety. But my question to someone like this is, well, why are you allowing that person or that situation control over you? Because when you get angry at something, that's exactly what's happening. So my follow-up question is, does that person deserve to have control over you and your emotional state? And I've never had someone come back to me and say, oh, yeah, they do. Right. So it's really about your response to things, right? It's how you respond to anxiety. It's how you respond to certain situations because to date, Lauren, I do not have a magic wand that I can wave in the air and make sure that everybody everywhere in the world does not, you know, get, or does not, you know, feel or experience any more anxiety in their life. Mm. I don't have that power yet. Maybe someday I will.
0: But for right
1: now, the the power relies on the individual.
0: Well, it certainly does. The power relies on, on your subconscious. Everybody has a subconscious that is immensely um, powerful and, and I might say um, reliably more powerful than what we're using because we aren't usually being taught these skills. You know, we're, we're really taught um, the analytical skills and those are great skills, I'm not putting them down, but the full brain is meant to be in balance. <laughs> you know, both hemispheres working um, interchangeably and together, uh, I have some magic wands in my office, Troy. They're not, well, they're crystal wands, and I use these uh, with children. I don't think I have used them with adults, but you know, you never know because it's all client centered. So if there's a client that comes in and I feel like this is going to be the appropriate way for them to get into that feeling state, for them to, you know, one of the uh, the wands is sort of like a pen, and so mm-hmm. kids, I'll have them kind of write out the things that they want or imagine that they're writing a letter you know, to a superhero or somebody like that, that's gonna give them the, the attributes, you know, the ability to, um, you know, to wake up in the middle of the night so they don't wet the bed or to have confidence, um, you know, in front of groups or to be uh, able to focus, you know, to enjoy focusing on schoolwork as much as they enjoy focusing on TV or video games. Uh-huh. So I use little props like that, but I guess what we're saying about us having the magic ability to, to fairy tale into somebody's brain And then just make changes with the magic buttons while they're sleeping. That's the old school belief of what hypnosis is.
1: Yeah. And I'll I'll say something too, to this point, because uh, there's people that, that, that feel like, you know, because they have anxiety, oh, it started 10 years ago or, oh, it started 15 years ago. So they, I don't know where they get this. I guess maybe there's some literature out there that says they need to go back to the origin of that point. Mm. Right. And you can do it that way. I don't because the brain has this really great natural ability to generalize change. So one question I like asking, for example, I'm working right now with someone for uh, public speaking, Mm -hmm. right? And public speaking is one of those things where it's kind of a universal thing, right? Everyone's, everyone gets kind of, you know, uptight and anxious and stressed out, you know, when they're going to do a zoom call with a bunch of people or get up in front of, you know, a whole room full of people and, and, and give a talk and a presentation So, my question is, you know, that I ask people is well, do you have something coming up? Do you have a presentation coming up? Do you have a Zoom call coming up? Right. And then we put the individual in the right emotional state for this future event, whether it's, you know, tomorrow, next week, whatever it is. And then we condition this response in. And the brain will, will do this funny thing, this interesting thing. We all have this as our birthright. It generalizes this change. So, the brain will generalize this change outwards right? Mm-hmm. To all of the feelings that they've had in the past and also all of the feelings that they've had in the future. Yeah. So, you know, I'll have someone, for example, laugh at all those moments that they really didn't do a great job in the past because it doesn't matter anymore. What matters now is the future events, mm-hmm. the future presentations coming up. To give you another example of this, I had a client once, she came to work with me for just generalized anxiety And she emailed me a few months after we finished working, right? And she saw the success and she had the progress and she said, Hey, you know, Troy, I just want to check in. I want to say, thank you. I'm still seeing the results, but I want to let you know that my uh, relationship with my husband has grown closer and my relationship with my two children have grown closer. Mm -hmm. And, And all this, you know, throughout this entire process, I've also had enough confidence to walk into my boss's office at work and ask for a raise. And I got the raise. Now, what's interesting is again, We never worked together on her relationship with her husband or her, you know, uh, relationship with her kids, or even the confidence for her to walk into her supervisor's office at work and ask for a raise. Mm -hmm. This is how the brain generalizes the change. Because we worked on her generalized anxiety, it generalizes this change outwards. And it can also do it the other way around, right? So for example, my story is, you know, I used to have anxiety when I got on airplanes. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. So I said, no problem, I'll drive. And the brain does what it does, it generalizes change and it puts me into a corner and puts me into a box. And now I have driving anxiety because I didn't like enclosed spaces. So now I can't drive. So I said, okay, I'll just walk, right? So now you know I'm driving shorter distances and now I can't get into elevators. Again, because I feel trapped. I feel this anxiety about feeling trapped. So the brain will generalize the change, right? Again, the brain in, in, my, in my situation is looking to protect me, but protect me from what? Because now it's limiting my options in life.
0: Well, a thought, you know, the, the brain is uh, conserving energy as best as it can, because it takes 20% of energy for our whole bot- from the whole body. So the, the brain is doing the best it can. It's still evolving. You know, this is the newest part of our species, you know, this prefrontal cortex. So we have this privilege of being able to Perceive linear time and analyze contrasting ideas, but the flaw of that, like you're saying, is that it generalizes. But that also means there's an opportunity because I love that you tagged that you don't have to be regressed back to um, the initial sensitizing event. You really right. just connect to the problem state. You know, you know, you open up the problem state. You know, pathway, and then you can redirect that. You know, uh, patterned outcome. And that happens quick. It doesn't mean that just because this has been happening for 15, 20 years, that it's gonna take um, a large amount of time to change that brain channel. I mean, the brain is always changing. We are we are always firing synopses into the brain that uh that reinstill thought patterns. So you can disrupt thought patterns pretty quickly. I mean, that's what you experienced, Troy, when you um, when you finally found yeah. as a solution.
1: It, it happens quickly because that's how the brain is designed this change that that's how that's how the brain is designed to work so I always say to people look having anxiety this this anxiety isn't you it's certainly not your fault Mm -hmm. it's just something that your brain has learned and you're here working with me because you want to unlearn that yes and that's what we're going to do and I'm sure you take the same or similar situation with your clients as well right I mean they come in and it's like let's 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 dissect this a little bit Let's back up a little bit. Let's reframe this issue a little bit, because really it's about dehypnotizing or desensitizing as much as hypnotizing or moving somebody into a more positive emotional state. I mean, that's all that all plays part into each session.
0: I wish that I was using um, like big eloquent words like that, Troy. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely feel a bit like it's an improv uh, relationship meaning there's no script there's no series of questions that I'm gonna ask I don't need to dive deep into your pain and your story your brain knows your pain and story I just want to get a little bit of some context and then we start what I'll call improving or we could think about it like kind of playing tennis you know we're just passing things back and forth. I'm just um, opening the brain up to kind of excite the brain to change. Because the brain is always excited to change and, and it's always changing for us. When you were talking, it was making me remember that, um, that caveman analogy where you know the brain has a pattern it knows where the berries and the waters are, right? It has this pattern. And if it goes to the water one day and there's a tiger, it's going to immediately remember never to go to the water again, even if you've been going to the water, you know, up until that moment your whole life. So this is why the brain has adapted itself to be, Malleable, and it, it's really uh, something that I think we could take better advantage of as a society. You know, this is why I really love working with kids, and I really love working with people who are ready to make a change. I mean, people when they come to you, Troy, and they've had this anxiety or they have these um, these anxiety triggers, like they're ready for their change. They've been ready yesterday. Other people that want to come in and change habits, you know, smoking and weight loss really gets a lot of uh, publicity for hypnosis, I think. And some people might come in passively and think, you know what, I'll give it a try. I'll close my eyes and see if it works. You know, I've seen it on stage. I'll see if I can be hypnotized. Let me see if they have, you know, a magic wand that's powerful enough for me. And it's more, how ready are you for change? You know, how, how bad has the pain become or, or how, excited are you for that pleasure of, of this shift? Because your brain is ready, your your brain has been ready, and it always is ready. And it doesn't matter if you've waited 10 years to make this change, the brain never stops having any sense of capacity to be malleable. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea that the brain over some certain age of time isn't as receptive, you know, can't teach an old dog new tricks, that doesn't apply to hypnotism. It doesn't matter Uh, your age or your belief. You don't have to believe in hypnosis. It's not like a, a religion that you subscribe to. You just have to be willing to interact with your hypnotist, you know, like Troy and I are talking about. Keep your eyes open and keep the mind open as much as possible.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I would add one more thing, too, is that, you know, people think that they, you know, hypnosis is something that they have to come in and close their eyes for, like I mentioned a second ago. Mm-hmm. But I've worked with people in major cities, you know, New York City, for example, Philadelphia, Los Angeles. They're, you know, out in public. They're in, you know, they're in subways and they have their eyes open and they're doing hypnosis techniques for mm-hmm. 15 to 20 seconds. Nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know, but they're applying these tools and they're applying these strategies and, and techniques in real time because it's practical. You know, it's not like you have to go find a quiet place where you're not disturbed for 30 minutes at a time. I mean, who has time for that in in this day and age, right? I mean, we have to make this easy and we have to make this practical. The brain learns best when things are easy. The fact that someone has anxiety for 5, 10, 15, 20 years plus is that it's become easy. So how do we change that rapidly? We make it easy for the brain to learn and grasp something new and different. And then through repetition and through conditioning, you know, you'll see success and results because again you're teaching your brain something different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's all about conditioning. It's all about repetition. This is true change moving forward for somebody. So it's not like somebody's like gonna come in and they're gonna feel this you know, this great euphoric feeling and then they go back into their life after an hour or an hour and a half and things are fixed. This is something that somebody has to be proactive with. Well, and when I say proactive with, I'm talking about maybe you know, five, 10, 15 minutes a day and that's it to show their brain something different, you know, do some self-hypnosis you know, do these techniques, do some simple tools to allow your brain to try on these new and different and positive emotional states. And the brain will do the rest. This is how it generalizes change.
0: I agree with you. Certainly that is effective or, um, that approach is a way that you can apply hypnosis. And after learning hypnosis, I would hope everybody will find that they want to apply it every day, you know, for a little bit of time. Um, I also think people can really experience a shift in the first session, you know, in even maybe that's a one and only session. They can experience a shift. I mean, I get a lot of people that are almost when we're doing the conversational hypnosis sort of like, Oh, wow. You know, or like I, they can't connect to their problem state again. The triggers just don't seem to be there. They're almost um, confused or surprised that it worked, (laughs) which, uh, you know, I, in the beginning of my career was sort of surprised that it worked because if it's so effective, you know, and it's so natural, you know, it's a conversation, then why are we doing this? Because there's no opportunity for negative side effects. You can't hypnotize a person's brain for a negative effect. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think people can get really immediate um, instant change. (laughs) As as well as taking this like outside and putting this into practice and retraining their brain so that they get the the ongoing effects, you know, not only conquering anxiety, but being better connected in your relationship, having more confidence in your job, just feeling better about uh, the direction of your life and the connection to your purpose as what's individually important for you. Uh, Yeah.
1: And if people understood that they are already doing their own form of self-hypnosis that has caused this issue, whatever the issue is, uh, you know, I'll be the first one here on the podcast, uh, along with you, Lauren, to congratulate everybody for doing their own form of self-hypnosis. You know, if someone has anxiety, if somebody has uh, fear or panic, you know, stress, you're already doing your own form of hypnosis. You just don't realize that you're doing it. Uh, But you're here listening to this podcast or you're here coming in and wanting to work with me or work with Lauren. Because you want to do this better, you want to figure out a way on how to get this behind you and do your own form of self-hypnosis, so you can move forward and live the life that you deserve. I mean, that's why you're here. That's why you're listening to us. That's why you're working with us, because you're ready to finally find a solution.
0: Oh, we would hope Like we would. just
1: like you said, Lauren. I mean, nobody wants to live with anxiety, you know, for 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 any longer than they really have to. Nobody wants to keep smoking if they don't want to. Nobody wants to you know, remain overweight if they don't want to, they all want these issues gone two weeks ago from yesterday. And I get it. I, I understand that. So let's be proactive and let's start you on that journey moving forward. And that's really what it's all about. Showing your brain something different and going from there, allowing the brain to generalize this change for you moving forward. And again, it generalizes based upon you staying consistent for those five, 10, 15 minutes every single day and showing your brain, these new positive emotional states.
0: Well, I love how you said, um, that you really are already doing hypnosis and we can teach you a better way. Uh, if you want to learn, you know, this is what we've said in the beginning, you really need the motivation for wanting to find something that works better. When I'm working with people, the way that I can keep it, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> this, if you can hear this. Traffic... Goodness, there was a
1: lot of commotion on your end.
0: <laughs> That's what... I'm wondering why it's so noisy today. All right. Well, yeah, so I'm downtown. So apparently there's some, some things happening downtown right now. Uh, I work in the office, Troy. I even sometimes will go for walks. Sometimes if people, if, if they're just, they're too nervous, they're too excited. They're too in the expectation that at some point soon, I'm going to pull some magic word out and then they're going to be hypnotized. And everything we're doing ahead of that is just, you know killing time, I'm just getting to know them, I'm just building rapport, even though I'm telling them it's conversational hypnosis. So sometimes it's been rare, but um, you were saying something earlier that made me remember those times when I've gone for walks with clients. You know, we're doing hypnosis out in the real world because you really already always are. And I had said you can't do hypnosis for a negative effect, and you're talking about Troy, they're doing hypnosis that reconnects uh, their anxiety or re. Um, instills that sense of being overweight or being stuck, even though that feels like a bad state, you guys, to the brain, it's actually a state that feels better than whatever other imaginary thing. Like Troy was talking about with his anxiety, even though he was feeling anxious about those small spaces to the brain, him avoiding those small spaces felt better than what he really was stepping away from, right? Which was fear, which was this arbitrary thing that the brain had made up. The brain makes up problems, It can make up solutions. We usually just don't value how powerful those solutions can be because someone somewhere probably told us as kids, you know, imagination is just make believe it's not real. It's a waste of time. Stop doing it and start focusing on uh, the analytical stuff, which balance the analytical with the emotional and imaginative and possible because the body is certainly um, being receptive to both. Uh Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. It's quiet down. It's quieted down here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us today and for letting us share this thing that we really, really find not only interesting to discuss, but so hyper-effective that we really just wanted to have a podcast to, to bring this out there so that you would know that this is a, a viable uh, therapy for you to try if you need.
1: I, absolutely. And Lauren, just like we say uh, at the end of every podcast, there's always two ways that people can find us. They can head on over to Facebook. They can find us at Bill Creation Nation. Let us know what you would like us to discuss in future podcast episodes. Give us your thoughts about things. Let us know if you've tried hypnosis. You know, based upon this conversation today, this podcast today. Let us know if you've tried hypnosis and if you've actually experienced this brain generalization that we're talking about. You yeah. know, how has that happened for you? What have you felt? We'd love to know. Uh, you know, your your story and your experience with that. And then, of course, the second way, of course, I can head on over to our website, mm-hmm. hypnosisinaction.com. Uh, you can connect with us there and you can also get your uh, free audios. We have yeah. two free audios there. Lauren has one. I have one. Uh, it's her voice on hers and my voice on mine. So these aren't, uh, you know, something that we've outsourced. It's actually us in those audios and you can take advantage. All you have to do is sign up and, and, uh, and get those audios.
0: Do people outsource audios? I guess they could. We, we haven't. Yes. Ours are our own voice. And through our voice, you certainly are going to hear our passion because it's, it's very genuine. We're passionate about you, this community, team nation, because you are co-creating your life. And we certainly want to be uh, a piece of that to support and celebrate you. So check us out on the Facebook page, Co-Creation Nation for Hypnosis in Action. And we will be back soon. Joy, thank you so much for another awesome podcast.
1: Thanks, Mark. You rock as well. And to our audience, they rock as well. So we all rock.